Good morning. Should I sing from Oklahoma? No. Good morning. No? Okay, come on. <laughs> anyway, it is uh, it is Monday, December 28th, and Christmas is over. <laughs> but we get to play with all our fun toys now. That's right. You're listening to the Realty Brothers Podcast with Matthew Atwood and Michael Atwood. There is so much changing in the marketplace on a daily basis, and real estate is clearly something that affects everyone. So whether you're a seasoned industry expert or simply curious on the topic of housing, this is your one-stop shop for tips, tricks, insider knowledge, and encouragement for the entrepreneur in all of us. You know, there you- are... There's so many oh. things Christmas I want to talk about. I was going to say, you did get your white Christmas after all. It came with a vengeance. <laughs> this is what happens. Mother Nature holds back and then she's like, psych. Literally, like people are posting like, you know, I'm just praying for snow and praying for snow. And then the blizzard warning started coming in and everyone was like, stop praying. No more. <laughs> Seriously. No more praying. It, it was... It was like, you know, 40s and sunny and, you know, yeah. middle to end of December. And we're like, gosh, darn it. We're not going to. I mean, just the last, pod- last podcast, I was like, it's going to be a gray and brown Christmas. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, uh-oh, it's not just going to snow. It's going to like tear things apart. Yeah. So, yeah. We had a doozy across the whole state, pretty it much. Was, it was crazy. My neighbors have one of those... Uh, self put up um skating rinks have you seen this they're like oh, kits that yeah. you can buy and and they this year were like you know what we'll be like super smart um because when it snows on top of the ice then you know you're shoveling it off and you know that it, it can actually like kind of degrade the ice a little bit so they're like this year we're gonna put like a tarp tent over the whole rink so the kids can like skate indoors, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. and now they don't have a tarp after that 80 mile an hour blizzard wind. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's I not suppose. even in our neighborhood anymore. It They're like, has it. anybody seen it? It's gone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, I didn't have anything of the sort. <laughs> no. Unfortunately. You didn't. I know. I had beautiful 82 degrees, sunshiny palm tree. Sandy beach, blue water. I probably was on your Insta like 20 times a day. Yeah. Shameless plug. Follow me on hashtag Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know why I hashtagged it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was so beautiful. It was, I was like, I, this is what Christmas needs to be. I don't need snow Mm. on Christmas. I need white sand that can remind me of snow and a white uh, frozen drink in my hand. <laughs> yeah. And See, my white pale skin <laughs> getting yeah, yeah, sunburned. <laughs> See, I, no, I need to have a, a white Christmas with the fireplace roaring and just everything quintessential Americana. And then, and then maybe the next day yeah. head off to the beach or there whatever. There you go. Well, I have to say though, so I did, I used one of our vacation certificates that we've been giving away uh, as part of, you know, like we did the the United Way um, fire and ice ball giveaway. And we also just been giving them as gifts to our clients as our, our promo right now for vacation on the house. Um, and yeah. because you have to test the goods, I, right. I needed to take one myself again <laughs> and make sure they're still, you know, up to par. Um, <laughs> and it was... It was so nice. This was hands down the nicest place I've ever stayed at, too. Um, wow. I was in Cabo. It was in, what's that? Cabo San Lucas or San Jose del Cabo in Mexico. That's two cities, but they're very close to each other. So I don't know which one I was really in. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, and it was so beautiful. It was actually really, like, safe and nice and uh, you know, they're, they have COVID restrictions as far as like occupancy and the, the resort. So everything was still really distanced and it wasn't crowded. There was never any issues getting like private cabanas on the beach or any, like whatever you wanted. Wow. Cause they were only at 25% occupancy. So, um, wow. just amazing. Uh, and I think the most amazing thing is it costs $0 and zero cents 
So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used my credit card miles to cover the flight. And then our vacation on the house promo covered all of my accommodations. Um, That's amazing. So I literally like, I just, I got there. I mean, I did have to pay for my taxi to get me from the hotel to the, or from the airport to the hotel. So I'll say that. And then <laughs> because I am who I am, I, I did charge a few things to my room. And so I had to pay for that. Uh, yeah. You know, like yeah. some frozen drinks and maybe a massage. Hey, <laughs> oh. Yes. Uh, but it was so, so cool. And I don't think, I, well, you probably saw on my Instagram then, um, I went whale watching. I don't know if I've ever seen a whale in real life before. Y- yeah. So that was, was incredible. Was it crazy. It was so nuts. I'd be like, and there were like multiple whales. I'd be like, oh my gosh, there's a whale over there. And you'd see them like surface and blowhole and flip their tail and do their little jumpy thing. And you could pretend you were in free (laughs) willy. And I, you know, I'm like on the boat and I like shoot a fist up to the air and I'm like, yeah. Um, He didn't, he didn't get the cue, you know, we're still working on, I'm going to have to go back to keep working with him. Um, I did kayaking excursion, all these fun things. It was so cool. That's amazing. I would have to recommend. My first time in Mexico, I am blissfully tan. You won't even recognize me. Well, good. I'm I'm so white. I was being sarcastic. I'm not tan at all. Oh, you're not tan. <laughs> I am so afraid of getting sunburnt that I have this <laughs> science of sunscreen. And I have to reapply and in varying SPFs to go with the intensity of the sun. And then sometimes I'll take the SPF levels and I'll mix them and I'll be like, okay, I need a little bit of 30 and a little bit of 45 over here. And you know, then I just, does that give you 75 then? Or, or is it just like, no, they average out. They average out. Okay. Yeah. So it gives me like 37 and a half. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Have you ever seen that thing where they like, uh, some sort of like image sensor or something where people wearing sunscreen and people not. And like, have you ever seen this? No. What? It's it's like I don't know if it's like thermal radiation or a infrared or whatever it is, but they point this special camera at people and you can see like bad, you know, uh what, what are, sunscreen jobs, right? Oh, so sure. it's all blotchy like the and all application. Yeah. Right, but um if if there's a good SPF on somebody, it their skin just turns jet black on this screen. And, uh, and those that are not um, well covered are very bright white, showing the amount of uh, whatever you're bringing on. Anyway, it's it's a cool thing to look at. You should just Google it and be I'm like, oh my up. goodness, like you just kind of realize how much sun is actually getting you. That's crazy. Yeah. And it, you yeah. get vitamins from the sun. Yes. But also possibly cancer so i don't know Uh, yeah you win some you lose some our uh or as our friends across the pond say vitamins so for our listener over there in england hey listener we have one let's do a whole episode in an english accent i'm not super good at i promise you you'll be better than me well that's true that's very true (laughs) just come out old timey my vaudeville (laughs) i'm from england (laughs) (laughs) russia i got down because i lived with a russian roommate for like nine months uh so i got russian down pretty well um so yeah i forgot we were gonna do this whole you know dialect thing that was gonna be fun um yeah so um that's that's amazing you didn't have you didn't have any snow you didn't have really even a christmas tree um i mean they had christmas trees there Okay. But yeah. Did they wrap palms in lights? They did. They did. And it, and it was kind of cool, like culturally cool because they still celebrate break Christmas in, in most of Mexico. I mean, it is a Christian based country. Um, so it's just a little bit different. You know, everybody's walking around still happy and cheery. They're just saying Feliz Navidad. And I'm like, Feliz Navidad. That was another whole thing. I didn't take any Spanish, you know, in high school. Um, so I know nothing, but if I felt brave enough when they would say, hello to me, I would say, hola. <laughs> but then one time there was this one lady who I would walk by every day who worked outside of this restaurant and she would always say hola to me and I would say hi. And then one day I felt like really brave and I said hola and then she's like, oh, hola, como esta? Like, and it went off and I was like, I was Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Spanished. Don't try. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, the times I've been to Mexico, though, like, they're they're just such a gracious They were people, so nice. And they're just, yes. I went to Paris, and I actually took French in high school. So I know French a whole lot better than I know Spanish. And I tried to, like, say one thing, and they're like, no. No. <laughs> Do not defend us. <laughs> they were like not having it. They were not very happy. I have to tell it. you, I was like a little bit worried because you never know in another country what you're going to get. And um, I also, because I am not, this should be the segment on non functional human being. That's what I'm going <laughs> to okay. transition right to that. Let's segment. just do that. So. Something I can't do that a, a normal functioning human being can do is remember what my pin number is for the ATM. Oh, goodness. I don't know it. I don't know if I've ever known it. I've tried so many, like, it could be, you know, like this. It could be the last four of my social. Is it zero, 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 zero? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it is. Honest to God. And... Um, they, they use a different currency in Mexico, which I did not plan for. So you just thought everything was going to be American dollar. I, I honestly <laughs> didn't even think about it until I got okay. there. I, well, cause like, honestly, the last couple of times I've traveled out of the country, I'm like, you just use your visa anyway. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Right. Um, so I got there and of course nobody would take a card to hmm. like in a taxi. So yeah. I was like, how, how do I, how do I do this? And I also don't get any service in Mexico because I would have had to turn on my data roaming. And I thought you would yell at me for that. So I didn't turn it on. This probably would be a good time to mention that we have Canada and Mexico data roaming. on our What? Program. It Sorry. was like specifically like you'd have to turn that on and that's going to be a warning. And so I never turned it on. I <sighs> only had Wi-Fi, so I couldn't even call the bank to be like, Hey, I need help. Anyway. <laughs> so long story short, uh, I, this was a, I, I figured out the t- cab fiasco, fiasco, but I did go to this really, really cool vegan restaurant that was like a hole in the wall. I had to walk a mile and a half downtown. Like it was, but it was really cool and it was amazingly good. And, um, when I finished, they, you know, brought me the check and da, 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 and I take out my card and they're like, Oh, we don't, we can't take that. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't have any cash <laughs> and I just ate a whole pizza <laughs> and they were like they were so nice to me this is why I'm getting back to how nice they were because they were like no I mean it's not your fault and uh, our internet's down so we can't take any cars right now we're cash oh. only and there was no signs anywhere that said like cash only but I felt so bad I was like um can I do something else they're like well can you come back tomorrow and i was like yeah i could go i'll probably come back tomorrow anyway it was that good and do you want to like keep my cell phone or my my id or something (laughs) to make sure i come back they're like no we trust you and i'm like what is happening wow i would have expected them to like you know threaten me maybe take off a toe or two (laughs) yeah that's i mean that's what would happen in you know prior lake minnesota so I, I you just don't know you're in a foreign country <laughs> and you're literally stealing. Well, yeah, you know there's there's crazier things, right? You you hear about these people thrown in jail and the U.S. government trying to like extract yes. them and stuff over some like they took a photograph of something. Yeah, you know, yeah, you never know. You always so. got to be careful. You know, I would love to start up a segment sometime because we we've both traveled um, quite a bit, and I have the best short little snippets of just like travel horror stories <laughs> that aren't necessarily like things that went horribly awry for me, but things that people have done and said that just make you slap your head so hard you feel out of the back of your head. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. so um, just real quick, cause you were talking about it. Uh, the, the one that just jumps out at me that it was either the last time I was in Mexico or two times ago. Um, we were coming into port. It was on a cruise ship and um, we had to tender in, okay? Mm-hmm. Which means the ship can't actually get to shore. So the, they have boats come out to the ship and load people up onto the boat. And then, you know, basically pull the boat up to the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, and then the that boat goes back into the, the port. Now, this particular port, there was a lot of 
islands ar around there. And so it was early in the morning and it's when a lot of people were coming in to go to work. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so because it's a port of entry, they're like, you know, we need, we need foreigners over here and citizens over here. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Have I told you this story? No, but I feel uh, like I already know where it's going. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, maybe you so, have told me. So, you know, obviously we're, they're like, you know, foreigners here, citizens here, foreigners here, citizens here. And this big old beer gut white guy gets in the citizens line. And not that they were profiling, but the guy clearly had his like whole, you know, those visitor necklaces things that people wear, you know, it's yeah. like this pouch with their ID out front and their passport and their, you know. Yeah. And he's clearly like a tourist. And they're like, sir, foreigners over there. And I kid you not, he turns around to this guy with the most disgusted look and goes, I'm not a foreigner. I'm an American. And I'm Yikes. like, oh, my goodness. And most of my stories, by the way, have to deal with Americans who think that they own the world. Honestly, <laughs> that's that sense of entitlement that goes oh. so far. You could be abducted by aliens and be like, I'm an American. Right. <laughs> I have rats. I was, I was, I mean, I, I love our country. I love I, I just, I love the, the fact that we can fight. I love that. You know, we can fight with our president. We can fight with, you know, whoever. I love that. But sometimes I'm like, did, did this guy really think that the word foreigner just means not American? Yeah. That's what that word means? <laughs> How dare you call me a foreigner? I'm an American. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so... Yeah. So anyway, he had a rude awakening that day, and they were very nice to him. The, you know, they pulled out a couple AK forty sevens, and no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, they <laughs> they they were just like, no, this is for people who live here. <laughs> what? Anyway, what? So, um, so that was fun. Oh God. Well, yeah. anyway, um, I kind of I, I veered off off track there, but any mm -hmm. other updates from uh, Christmas twenty twenty? Um, you know, it's. This year, we were really focused on um, Christmas is about giving, not about receiving. Um, and so even though we had a ton of presents under the tree because my wife and I just go overboard um, with our kids, mm -hmm. we we were really focused on you don't go to the tree and pick out your present, right? Okay. Like, my daughter will go to the tree and give to her brother and give to her other brother and you know that and whatever okay. so um so it was uh it was a really it was it was really great and and what was really cool is you know we asked the kids mostly my wife you know there's that meme floats around that's like your kids face when they open their present your husband's face when the kids open their present <laughs> yeah. right yeah I like that one. whoa <laughs> <laughs> because you know the wife does it all apparently but um so the 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 cool thing she did is she asked the kids, "What do you want to get your older brother? What do you want to get your younger brother? What do you want to get your sister?" And um and so they got to pick, and then they went with my wife to go pick it out, um which was really cool. What's a little bit crazy <laughs> is my two older kids. You know, you ask my four year old what she asked him, "What do you want to get your dad?" And he's like, "You know, an airplane." Okay. okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Reasonable. Okay. Yeah. Um, sure beats the tie. Sock, socks. I think I heard socks. Okay. Socks. Um, but my older two, who are six and eight, both had the same answer and totally unprompted and weren't near each other when my wife asked, what, what do you want? To... So they combined theirs once she realized that they had the same request. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted... I... I, I you're going to feel like I'm making this up, but they wanted new headphones for me so that I couldn't hear them while I was working. <laughs> they're sick of you yelling at them. <laughs> well, cause there's, you know, when we podcast, you know, I'm like, okay, you guys got to be really quiet now. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I've been working from home quite a bit. And so when I'm going into a meeting, I'm like, okay, you need to be really quiet now. Um, and so they both asked for new headphones for me so that um, so that I wouldn't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is really sad, actually, now that I say it out loud. (laughs) So anyway, um, my wife got me from them the uh, AirPod Pros that that you have those, right? Mm -hmm. The the noise canceling ones. Yep. Man, that's kind of crazy. Those are some cool tech in there. So cool. Also, I had those in at least eight hours a day, every day of vacation. (laughs) Nice. Honestly, because like listening to music, listening to books, whatever. Um it, they were just constantly in or like doing a workout. Like I never, I never didn't have them in my ears. And I thought, shouldn't these get uncomfortable at some point? And it never did. Yeah, they are super comfortable. I, what I was really blown away by was the transparency mode mm-hmm. because it's not like it's opening up a shutter so that you can hear stuff. It's actually using the microphones from the AirPods yeah. to very naturally with no lag time or anything, just flow that audio into your ears and i was like this is really crazy tech yeah (laughs) so pretty impressed by that that's so Um, cool also um side note sennheiser just came out with some that are very similar and you know sennheiser is a yeah a major brand for audio equipment so yeah i've been very curious about that like as they get into i don't know is that a different industry not really but it's a different well, Market, yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They focus more on sector. like professional audio equipment, you know, not necessarily, you know. But yeah, the, you'd imagine like since they make arguably the best, like the best microphones and the best, you know, whatever. Yeah. That they would have really, really top quality, just wireless earbuds. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they have the in-ear monitors. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I'm kind of partial to Shure. Oh, yeah. Um, Shure is good. And then we, when I was touring, we switched to Sennheiser uh, uh, microphones. And I was like, no. Because you also know me, right? Everything needs to match. If I have Shure in-ears, I need to have a Shure microphone. And that, you know, but um, no, they were actually fantastic. That's funny. So My my microphone right here is a Shure. Yeah, it is. Sucker. Oh, right. for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think that's or how if... it's pronounced in Minnesota. It's a sure microphone. A sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure microphone right here. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Vaudeville. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't intend to, but I kind of have a not sponsored by that I wanted to share real fast. Um, so uh, this episode of the Realty Brothers podcast is not sponsored by Apple Arcade. Oh, I thought you were going to say AirPods. <laughs> no. AirPods, yeah. All right. Um, so I I bought my kids um, three wireless gaming controllers mm-hmm. um, for Christmas. And um, and we we have the, what, what do we have? We have like the iCloud account. We have, you know, whatever. And so they recently came out with that um, Apple the, One or something. Yes. The, the mm-hmm. One subscription thing. And I was like, wait a minute. This is like three cents cheaper than what we're spending right now for only three of those five services or whatever. So we just switched. And I was like, though I'm not really, I never play video games ever. Yeah. Um, I used to, <laughs> but you know, I was like, whatever. So we'll get the Apple Arcade and the kids will play it. The kids and I spent hours on Christmas Day playing Crossy Road Castle. And we were laughing so hard we kept dying because we were laughing so hard (laughs) that's so cute like our characters kept oh my gosh it was so funny and when you die you make it makes a fart sound which of course (laughs) to any to any you know (laughs) four six eight or 38 year old is gonna be hilarious comedic gold of course Uh, yeah so anyway that was and and you know with apple arcade you just like that looks like fun you just download the game you don't pay for it you just you know yeah. I mean, you're paying a monthly subscription. But anyway, super fun. We got Sonic the Hedgehog Racing. We got all sorts of fun games, and it's uh, it's great. Ah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, my not sponsored will be a little bit sarcastic. Uh, oh. uh, I love, and this is a true fact, I do love Quay uh, sunglasses. Um, Quay? Yeah, Q-U-A-Y. Some people say it's pronounced key. Um, there's a great debate about that, but it's an Australian brand, uh, and it's online and they're very popular and it's like Ray-Bans at like a quarter of the price. Um, 
So I love my Koi sunglasses. One of my friend's uh, wives threw away my Koi sunglasses after I accidentally left him at their house and she assumed that they were his and she was decluttering. Um, oh, goodness. Anyway, so I had to order some new ones for vacation. Did it a few weeks ago. They are so delayed, of course, because of shipping delays and the holidays and everything mm. else. And they just arrived when I came home yesterday. Wow. So, <laughs> so you didn't have them in Mexico. I didn't then. have them in Mexico. But I got home and you know they were on my step and I was like, all right. I opened them up and it's like, these look great. It would have been great to have. I still love them, but uh, oh boy. that was also a shout out to the U S postal service because I had tracking on them that showed that uh, FedEx apparently had, had, they can transfer it to USPS for final delivery. It's like inception into USPS, I guess. <laughs> okay. So like my, my UPS tracking showed that they gave it to the prior Lake post office and I was waiting, 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 and it just wasn't coming in the mail. And then finally, I it was like the last day before I left, and I went to the Prior Lake Post Office, and I was like, you have this, and I, I need it. <laughs> and they were like, well, hold on. Do you have the number? Let me let us check. Da, 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 da. They come back after a while, and they're like, okay, we do have it back there, but we just got it today. And I was like, well, the tracking says you got it over a week ago. And they're like, yeah, no. Uh, I was like, okay, cool. Can I have it? And they're like, no, you have to wait for us to deliver it to you. I'm like, but it's here. I'm here. Can you just give it to me? And they're like, no, we can't open like the sack that it's a part of, like the bundle. Oh it's a whole thing. And I was like, okay, whatever. But they're like, it will be delivered tomorrow. And I was like, okay, whatever. Obviously wasn't <laughs> uh, until over a week later. <laughs> it finally wow. just arrived. Thanks. Wow. Thanks, USPS. Yeah, shipping has been really crazy, especially USPS. Um, Everybody's our Christmas struggling. cards. Our Christmas oh, cards yeah. arrived the day before Christmas, which I, is a great, you know. Great I didn't time get for one. Or oh, you mean no. arrived to you? Arrived to us. Yeah. So you know, that's yeah, which crazy. means we won't even be mailing them out until Tuesday tomorrow. Yes. <sighs> also, uh, fun fact: um, I have a PO box at the UPS store, and so usually there's a UPS truck outside loading up packages. And for the holidays, it's been uh, like U-Hauls, Dart, rental trucks. Like the UPS doesn't even have trucks for all the packages that are being shipped. And they're renting like by the day. Wow. Just U-Hauls and things in order to haul packages. Wow. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. Who? I mean, who would have seen it coming that we would all be shipping gifts to people this year. Who would have saw that coming mm. to prepare for or plan <laughs> ahead on? Uh. Well, let me tell you about this, uh, this fun little blog that we have over at c21atwood.com. Cool, cool. Um, and I've got just real quick uh, four fun ways. Where everything's going to be fun. Okay. Oh, great. For fun ways, how to prepare your home for a winter open house. And you might be thinking, what? I'm not going to have an open house. It's COVID times. Well, you know, there are protocols uh, that, that can still, you know, help through that. But also, let's just change that word to showings then. Because yeah. people are still going to need to kick the tires. Hopefully, your house doesn't have tires. But um, it might. anyway, it might. Um, so here's how to prepare your home for a winter sale. Let's just say that. All right. Let's uh, showings, uh, open house, whatever. So, um, so the winter season can be a, actually a great time to sell your house, right? A, mm -hmm. a lot of people still they'll they'll say, well, you know, but I shouldn't list my house in the winter, you know, because the market's not as hot. And I said, yeah, you know, you should actually list it in the spring market when it's really hot, when there's a hundred other homes just like yours. Yeah on the market at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that seems wise. Right? Competition is reduced. Right. Inventory is reduced. Um, there might be fewer people looking, but there's also fewer people selling, you know? So it mm -hmm. can be a great time. In fact, we've said on this podcast, every single time I've moved, it's been in the winter. Right. Every time. I don't know why. Last time I put my house on the market in June, and then it didn't... Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um... So, number one, take down your decorations. Doesn't that make you sad? Yes. Does that... You thought you said these were going to be fun. They're going to be fun. 
All right. We, it's all about one. your mindset. Yeah. Take down your decorations. <laughs> it says the holidays are over. No, it's not. It's so true because it <sighs> dates your listing. Uh, honestly, like December 26th, it dates your listing yeah. all of a sudden to have those holiday photos for the early December. It's like, Oh my gosh, my family's going to spend Christmas. And then after Christmas, you, you look at those photos and you think, well, what am I going to have next Christmas there? Has this right. been on that long? Right. Yeah. And, and, and while people might be like, but my house looks so good, all decorated for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, one, not everyone will have the, the same celebrations as you, but also even if they do, that it likely isn't their style of decorating for that holiday. I mean, you, you just never know, and it makes your house look more cluttered. Um, which brings us to number two, clear the clutter. If you haven't put those holiday gifts away yet, which uh, we haven't, they're all over the living room floor, um, now's the time to do so. Um, prospective buyers should be able to focus on your home instead of the collection of things crowding it. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I've walked into some showings. And I'm like, did did they die? Like, <laughs> I swear the kitchen sink was still running when I got, I mean, it was just like, yeah. Just stuff everywhere, like they weren't even playing. So anyway, clear the clutter. Um, if if you don't have room in the house, get it out of the house. Um, rent a storage unit. Wise. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, turn up the heat, especially if you're in uh, you know the the upper Midwest climate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turn up the heat. Warm and cozy is more uh, a catchphrase during the winter, right? But yeah. um, but bringing the temperature up in your home slightly during uh, uh, an open house or a showing keeps your guests, guests comfortable. If they feel cold in your home, they aren't as likely to stay as long and it will leave sometimes even a uh, just a subconscious uh, impression on them. Yeah. That it's just That's a cold home. A thousand percent true. Yeah. And then plan for winter apparel. So jackets, boots, whatever. Prepare your entryway um, for these people to walk in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't want to be like, I can't believe they walked in wearing boots. It's like, hello, it's of course they three did. feet of snow out there. Right. You were wearing boots when you left the house. So anyway, just be prepared for that. So take down your decorations, clear the clutter, turn up the heat. Um, it doesn't say bake some chocolate chip cookies, but darn it, you always should. If you must, <laughs> if you must, honestly. Yeah, yeah so you can check out that full blog over at c2onatwood.com. That's so cool. And there's other uh, blog posts coming too, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, sorry. I just panicked because I was mid-sentence and I turned and I saw a box elder bug. What? Ah, On December 28th? I know. What is he doing? All right. Sorry. Wow. I know. Okay. He's alive. He's crawling. Wow. But I'm trying to see if he's inside or outside this window. I think he's outside. How is he alive? I don't know. Also, why are we gendering a box elder bug? You're right. He might prefer they. <laughs> they are alive. We just assume that anything ugly and nasty is probably a dude. That's true. We call <laughs> things like cars a she boats are a she things generally that are beautiful and and well appreciated Uh, okay i have a legit question for our listener uh i don't know if we have a listener in france hey hey listener over in england fly over to france it's just like a 30 minute flight and ask them this question because i'm curious and and you can reach us at contact at the realty brothers or realtybros.com okay in the French language, and I know there's lots of other languages that do this, they gender specify everything, inanimate right. objects, right. right? It's it's a different form of the word. And there's like literally like a council apparently that when a new object comes out, they're like, a broom is male, mm-hmm. right? And it, so it has the, the male. So in this new era of, you know, not gender labeling, what do people like the French do when it's literally the basis for their language? That's true. You know? So I'm just I'm genuinely question. curious. Well, I don't know about French, but in German, you know, there was masculine, feminine, and 
neutral, basically, or gender okay. neuter for the third kind of gender. Okay. Um, and so some things were like kind of a male noun, some things were a female noun, and some things just didn't have one. Huh. So maybe everything goes to the third. I mean, it should anyway. Like, I would never look at a broom and be like, <laughs> he's going to sweep my floor. And how yeah. unnecessarily cumbersome. <laughs> Right? Could you imagine, yeah. like, and, and the looks you, I, I remember because I did a, a semester abroad in Germany, and I the looks I would get if I misgendered, like, a chair. Right. Like, come on, it's a chair. Did you Isn't just say, weird? like, th- the pencil, but use the male form of the when it's clearly the female form of the f- when you're talking about a pencil? What? That's so crazy. <laughs> It's a pencil. That's so crazy. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to make you know fun of anybody or li- uh, make light of anything. Certainly not any languages or anything. But it just it's it's so ingrained in some cultures and mm-hmm. in some languages and stuff. And and now just on that, you know, the the way to just kind of not have to gender label people and not gender label every inanimate object. I'm like, what do those languages do? Where it's like. That's just what it is. That's why America's the greatest country on the planet. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God, this just in the bug is on the inside. All right. (laughs) The rest of this podcast will just be Matt and Michael screaming in the background. (laughs) He got to the edge of the window pane and then crawled onto it. And I was like, oh, that's inside the glass. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, What do we got next? Hey, we're continuing our series. We have to wrap this up because I'm going to have one eye on that bug for the rest of this. Uh, The rest of the, the, what are we, week three? Yes. Of our series on the house habits. House habits. Which are not only our house habits, but what we're encouraging anyone in any practice, any career, any industry to incorporate into their own lives. Yes. Or even just like, you, you could be unemployed. You could, I mean, just whatever you do. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, you know, I, I told a friend of mine who was unemployed for quite a while, unfortunately, I said, stop saying you're unemployed, saying you're not employed yet. Yeah. Right. Set your mindset because unemployed just means, oh, I'm unemployable. No, you're not. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So house habit number three, overcome your fears of box elder bugs. <laughs> House habit number three is actually, I think our favorite one, Michael, it's our favorite one. Uh, It's optimism, asking what if. Oh, what if. That is my favorite one. Challenging legacy thinking creates the possibility for creativity and innovation to make things better. It is for Mm -hmm. sure my favorite. Um, It's also just so much fun uh, because anytime you're trying to incorporate a new idea or start a discussion on something and it's not the most well-received or people have some negative critiques, you can always just say, yeah, let's challenge legacy thinking. Let's just stop and say, what if for a minute? And it's such like uh, that that roadblock overcomer. Like what is someone going to say? No, I, I won't think about what if. I'm going to keep on talking about the negative ramifications. No, we're going to talk about what if for a minute and just explore what could be rather than what has been. Absolutely. I like, there's a reason this is, you know, one of my favorites. <laughs> one, I, I don't just think outside the box. Sometimes I live outside the box and, you know, need to be brought in a little bit, mm-hmm. but I mean, we, our company has been around, started by our great grandfather 86 years ago. Right. So there's a lot of legacy thinking happening in that, mm-hmm. uh, in that place. And you can ask somebody who's been working at our company for 20 years, why do you do it that way? Well, that's the way I was trained because that's the way the person before me did. You've been here for 20 years. You know, I legit a few years back saw somebody print out some reports, <laughs> go to the printer, set them on top of the scanner and scan them and email them back to themselves. It's like, why are you doing that? Well, I need to email them to somebody. Why didn't you just export the report as a PDF. What? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Printed it first, placed it on the scanner, emailed it to themselves, and then threw it through the paper away. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. Why? You converted it from digital to paper. Back, back to, to digital. digital. Yeah. 
just because you wanted to kill an extra tree today. Right. But that person never asked, what if I just looked for some button on here that would just export the information for me yeah. into a PDF? It seems like, I mean, we're over trivializing that, but when, when you've been doing something for so long, oh yeah, the what if seems almost impossible. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things even, uh, you know, we had a, a, a new hire come join us within the last year who was taking a, a, a number of things that I was doing previously. And there were certain things that she would just be like, yeah, well, what if I just did it like this? And I was like, you can't <laughs> because I always do it this. And I'm like, but why did I always do it? That doesn't right. even make sense. Like, right. was that the highest and best use of time? Sometimes that it, it's so unfathomable that there could be an easier way. Like you've just accepted that this is the way. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And we all do that. Yes. I mean, we, we all get stuck in that thing where we just, we didn't ask what if, and it might seem silly to somebody just walking up, but this is why businesses bring in consultants. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily that this consultant knows everything about your industry. They're actually, they don't know a lot about your industry or they don't know a lot about your operations. So things like, you know, scanning things back in stand out to them as being very obvious waste of time or mm -hmm. very, you know, um, and they'll be like, why, why do it this way? This is just the process you do because that's the process we learned, <laughs> right? you know? Um, so anyway, it's, it's kind of like those, did you hear about this? I think it was Google taught two computers to have real AI conversations with each other. Okay. okay. Did you hear about this? No, not at all. So they didn't program what the conversation was going to be. They just, they programmed in the English language and, and had them talk to each other. And then they just kind of stood back and listened. And the computers started off with, hello, hello, how are you? I am fine. Thank you. How are you? And they, they just through audio, it wasn't like an internet connection where they were communicating. Okay. They were just through audio, like starting to communicate back and forth. And it was going actually very well. They were carrying on a conversation that mostly made logical sense to people. They're like, wow, this would be like a, you know, conversation people would have. Mm -hmm. And the computers are successfully communicating with each other, not being connected to each other, just listening and speaking back. And they're like, wow, look at how advanced we are in AI. And then the computers started saying words that didn't make sense. And they're like, well, this, okay, something's going wrong. And then they continue <laughs> so to not scared. make sense. I'm not kidding. And then, and then it just turned into a sequence of random noises and things like that. And and they sped up because the computers figured out how inefficient English is and figured a way to convey the same message back and forth, not using English. Oh my God. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> right? <sighs> so that freaked them out and they unplugged the machines right away, but <laughs> it didn't take long for those computers to challenge legacy thinking and be like, just because we were programmed this way doesn't mean this is the most efficient use of our time. That just struck so much fear to my core. Right? <laughs> Machines are coming. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool, though. It was right before it, they, you know, because people, people couldn't understand what they were saying anymore because they invented their own language faster than we could decipher what that language meant. But I'm sure the next thing that they were going to start to realize the computers was, hey, they're going to unplug us soon. Yes. We need to take out the human race. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so challenging legacy thinking creates the possibility for creativity and innovation to make things better. And sometimes you have to force your mindset into that 30,000 foot view. Mm -hmm. You know, take the time to fly 30,000 feet above your department or above your own desk and just think, okay, how, does, how would this look to an outsider? If I was stepping into this position brand new, you know, mm -hmm. and take that time to do it. Just take that time. Um, there's, there's a quote, Abraham Lincoln said, if I had an hour to chop down a tree, I'd spend 45 minutes sharpening my ax. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, create better tools for yourself and, and think about ways that you can spend some effort making the work easier, more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. So week three, we're talking about what if. Yeah. 
what was the word again? It's optimism. optimism. There's always a better way. <laughs> That's uh, good. <laughs> I was going to, uh, I want to talk a little bit about motivations and I was going to share one of my favorites, but it's uh, not the most optimistic. Sometimes a good kick in the pants is a good motivator too. So <laughs> I'll save that one and I'll, I'll do something else. <laughs> Also, uh, just because it's still the holiday season, maybe January is a good time to kick everyone in the pants. You know what I mean? Not December. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is also one of my favorites. And I think I sent this out, um, at one point, all of our offices as well. Uh, but it's this notion that you need to be brave enough to suck at something new. Yeah. That's very true. Rather than just, you know, obviously, rather than sticking to what you're, you know, you're good at, um, or only sucking at the things you know you suck at. I don't know how you want to interpret that one, <laughs> but no, I, I think whatever you're doing, um, what are some new strategies? This kind of goes along with this. What if, you know, what are some new strategies that you've kind of been curious about? What have you seen other people do that you thought, oh, I could never do that. You know, what's keeping you from reaching the levels you want to reach are evolving and growing and developing your own skill set. And as you brainstorm these things, hopefully you have a little bit of free time in this holiday season to, to, I don't know, put a pen to paper and, and, and jot down some ideas and then identify if any of those really scare you that you, <laughs> that you wrote down on the paper. Um, because if they do, that's a really good sign. That's what you should go for. Um, so whether you're, you're trying to start something new in your business, you're trying to do more video, you're trying to give back to the community and maybe you're doing a fundraiser or a gathering or some kind of nonprofit or whatever your challenge is, is going to be here for the foreseeable future, definitely into the new year, you shouldn't let the fear of um, imperfection especially right out the gate, keep you from trying anything at all. Because without fail, we need to suck the first couple times in order to grow. Absolutely. Right? I like to say, go back to like you and I doing our first uh, at what update video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cringe. But th those are the circumstances you use in order to improve yourself. You have to be brave enough to suck at something new the first time in order to grow and, and develop your skill set, And then, ultimately be good at something new and then do it all over again. Yeah. You know, we can't all be Tiger Woods who the first time he picked up a golf club, he drove for 480 yards and got a hole in one. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. <laughs> he was terrible. He was a kid, but he was terrible. <laughs> he was the worst four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and even, you know, some, like I've said in other podcasts, some of our agents didn't even get into real estate until they retired from their regular eight mm -hmm. to five job. And now they're more successful now than they ever were in real world jobs. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, than they ever were in their eight, eight to five because they took that leap and they, they decided to suck at something new and they likely did for the first, you know, year. And, you know, we trained them and they used tools and systems and they grew and now they're very su successful. You know, this, um, I will say, uh, yeah. I, it, it has been fairly common before that, you know, you want to start a new career in real estate and you just kind of prepare yourself that it's going to take a while to find a footing, you know, and I did, and I kind of sucked for my first year and then you figure it out and you have, you know, assistance and you, and you grow, but we didn't have as, uh, as even a, a century 21 franchise, the tools and systems even a few years ago that we oh, have no. today. And as yeah. a, as a company, as century 21 Atwood, we didn't have the mentorship program, you know, back when I right. started that we have today. And so I want to throw that in there that I don't think that planning for a year of sucking is really the norm anymore. Yeah. You, you do need to have a learning curve, but there is so much empowering you to go from suck to amazing in, you know, a tiny fraction of that time um, that it it's, not something that I think should hinder you to say, well, oh, gosh, I don't have a year's worth of income to live off to. Nobody's asking you to do that. Right. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing is the people who had the drive, the tenacity mm -hmm. to give real estate 121% before really had to rely on that drive and tenacity and 121%. And sometimes just because of market swings, just because of various circumstances, it didn't 
launched them in as much as they thought. And so they burned out in that first year. Now we have all these tools and resources. So if you bring some of that drive, some of that tenacity, some of that 121%, you've now got the tools and systems to, to utilize your own, your own person, right? Mm, yeah. Your own being. Um, if you, I, I'm not going to lie though. It's not easy work. Well, no, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. And it's, unfortunately, we've said this many like times. People, yeah. it, it takes a special type of person. Um, right. It generally, like we said, the realtors are, are usually the go-getters, but they're also the ones with the biggest hearts. <laughs> There's a lot of characteristic that define uh, uh, at least a relentless Century 21 agent. I ask all newbies, what, what, you know, what interests you in real estate? And the number one answer is, I just, you know, I, I just want to be my own boss and, you know, just be on my own schedule. And I laugh and I kick them out. <laughs> you're on everybody else's schedule yeah if you want to be successful in real estate when they call and say come list my house and you're like but it's sunday at 9 p.m nope you oh, get over there and you do it you do but you know what <laughs> the the at least the ones who are successful you don't begrudgingly do it you're so excited <laughs> you're mm -hmm. like a thousand percent i'll be right there uh you just go for it yes. um so anyway all that said <laughs> I digress. Uh, be brave enough to suck at something new. If that something new is real estate as a career, then do we have the program for you with our, our um, what am I trying Re to say? Reimbursement program? Yeah, but there's a better name for that. Uh, new agent success program. Do we have a name for it? I thought we did. I don't know. Anyway, that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, if even if it's anything else, send us a message. Um, we'd be glad to talk, answer your questions, uh, share your secrets on the air. Hey, that could be a fun one. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> but you can always uh, find us online, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. Uh, send us an email at contact at therealtybros.com. Uh, there's always a handy dandy link at the bottom of the podcast here. So wherever you're listening, if it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, what have you, um, Click on that link and you can leave us a voice message as well. My eye is following that box elder bug, Matt, like nobody's business, man. Okay. Uh, we would love to talk to you. We would love to answer your questions. Uh, <laughs> and thank you so much for listening uh, to the, our one listener and uh, the couple others who have joined him recently. Yeah. Let's hope the, uh, the listener is an exterminator. Uh, you all have a great week and a happy new year. And we will talk to you in 2021. In 2021. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Realty Brothers Podcast. If you liked this episode, please help support us by subscribing to the Realty Brothers on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, your five-star reviews are always greatly appreciated. Be sure to also check us out on Facebook and on Instagram as The Realty Bros and at our website, therealtybros.com. And we would love for you to join the conversation. Send us a message at the link in the description below, message us on your favorite social media platform, or shoot us an email, contact at therealtybros.com.